0: From one of the greatest two-day afterglows of Canadian football history, it's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Raise your voice! your
1: voice! Raise your voice! Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast, the podcast that loves American soccer Twitter right now. So
0: delicious. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh, seriously. On this week's show, we're only talking about a few things. No, we mean that. Uh, MLS playoffs, TFC versus DCU this weekend. And, you know, we might talk about the Canadian men's team dominant win over the U.S. Maybe.
0: They, we'll they, they won that?
1: They did. If if we have time, if we can fit it in, we'll, we'll talk about that.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, no, no. Absolutely. Absolutely. As long as it's like top. Top six things we want to talk about? Sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. To this week's panel, the man with the legendary Cookie Monster impersonation. Welcome to Mark Hinckley.
0: I thought you were going to, for some reason, I thought you might have forgotten that. So uh, (laughs) uh, I'm glad, me glad you liked it. So like, yeah, (laughs) it was good. It was, it was, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you enjoyed that. And for those of you who were around us while I was doing that, um, you're welcome. welcome. Yeah. I I got nothing else for you. Cookie and (laughs) fur. Made for some good chance, let me tell you.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I shouldn't have even brought this up. I have to get through this. All right. From Soccer Today of the Sports Podcasting Network doing his 27th podcast in the, in the, today alone, I'm sure. The 24th minute himself. Say hello to Dwayne Rollins.
2: Hello. Uh, so you're saying I should scrap my detailed notes on Carousel's uh, Nations League, uh, concaf Nations League results. Uh, we're not going to do that segment now on, on, well, on Carousel? Well, I,
1: I, I, I know you put a lot of work into it. Um, we'll see if we can
2: fit that in. Well, you know, it actually is relevant to, to Can, uh, MTN, uh, Twitter and uh, and Outlook because uh, I have this hunch, folks. I have this hunch that we're going to get to the Nations League third place league game and it's going to come down to carousel with us and we're going to blow a two-goal lead in the second half and it's all going to go to hell. That's my theory and they're going to go to the Hex and we're not, but uh, that's just my pessimism. It's amazing. Out.
1: Save this podcast. You know, forget saving tweets. You should save this podcast.
2: Yeah, there's too many to uh, save.
1: Duncan and Tony aren't here. Uh, They're both too upset for missing out on the match of the year, possibly the match of the decade. So, um, you know, screw them. And uh, And
0: also also question your life choices, guys. Come on. Seriously. Hard look in the mirror. Hard look.
1: A lot of time for self-reflection right now. Mm -mm. Um, As for me, I still cannot stop smiling and telling people about uh, that match. I can't quite believe I was there. I am your host, Kristen Knowles. Now to our show. So first up on the show, of course, is the Canadian men's national team
2: versus talking about it.
1: the Yankees. Uh, the Yankees, yes, the Yanks, whatever. The Americans, Michael Bradley and friends. Uh, what a game. What a game. A win, not just any win, a decisive dominant performance, two goals, clean sheet. Uh, the Americans outmatched at pretty much every turn. A stellar debut for Liam Fraser, which did unfortunately come at the expense of Mark Mark Anthony K. But fantastic to see him just step into that match and not look out of place. Uh, This game was, you know, this win was 34 years in the making for the men's team. We've all endured decades of well we we we've, we've talked about so many things that the k men's national team have done to hurt us um, and they just keep hurting us and we keep letting them it's 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 one of the worst codependent relationships ever um, but point to,
0: point to the point to the part of the pitch where they hurt you it's really weird.
2: everywhere
0: <laughs> it really is mm, it's mostly in Honduras <laughs> oh. <laughs> eight times ew ew
1: so unpleasant anyway uh, Yay! Who they cares won. About Honduras?
2: Exactly. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> well, what a it, fucking you, game, you guys! It it was a fucking game. Uh, yep. It was indeed. Um, I, I actually learned today, and this surprised me. And I watched this program as closely as anyone that there was actually a uh, disputed. Uh, someone disputed the fact that it had been since 1985 because apparently there was a tournament that was held in the 90s in swan Guard that the u.s claims is a b lineup so it, it's not officially listed as a win but apparently we won that game so you can go google and search for that it was on um the kj and sorry the uh the sports deck guys they do their own podcast uh now Uh, so they mentioned that uh, Craig Forrest did today. So, so I'd, you know, take that with a of salt. But Nonetheless, it was certainly, uh, the first game that really had the attention of, of a lot of people, uh, that they were able to get the better of the U S and they got the better of the U S from start to finish. It wasn't even close. It wasn't even nerve wracking. It reminded me a lot guys of the 2017 MLS cup final when I wasn't sweating at the end, it was like, they're going to win this thing. And then they got the second goal. It was almost identical in terms of the pacing.
0: Yeah, actually it was. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm still in. I'm still kind of in disbelief. Like to just, just as a, as a, uh, as a contrast, is uh, last night I went to go see uh, Forge play Caval- Cavalry, um, the Pony Boys, as they're Thank so you. lovingly known, and um, Hamilton scored a goal, and I celebrated properly. And I turned to somebody, and I and I kind of like alluded to the fact, like, oh, this is what I was, this is how I was supposed to react at the Canada game, because I was in such shock for both goals. <laughs> I kind of like, I know that's with the second goal, my hands were like up in the air with a gobsmack look on my face, like this is gonna fall apart. What what are you doing? Put your hands down. Like there was an inner dialogue going on about, I know you want to enjoy this moment, but it's just gonna be ruined in the end because that's that's my you know, training of the Canadian men's national team over the years. So um, I am thrilled beyond belief that it did not materialize that way at all. And as as has been discussed, uh, they were by far and away in almost every capacity, the better side the entire 90 minutes. It wasn't for chunks of the game. It wasn't for... These six players, these two players, these positions, this third of the pitch. It was everywhere, all the time, for 90 minutes.
2: Absolutely. It, it was. Uh, I, I've said a lot about this game already on various platforms, but to, the TLDR, before I let, you know, Kristen jump in with the thought that she hasn't had as many opportunities as me, as she so uh, lovingly uh, put out in the in the intro. She,
0: she's like five podcasts behind you, so I get it. I appreciate yeah, I gotta it. I got to
2: catch up, man. It's not fair. I appreciate it,
0: Dwayne. Thank you.
2: Yeah, the look... The, the, well, I'm sure we'll get into the reaction in, in the United States in a minute, but but what this game really came down to, to me, is that, that Canada's top players outperformed the U.S. top players dr- dramatically. I mean, Jonathan David didn't have his best game finishing-wise, but he was still out there in the front foot uh, creating opportunities and creating chances. But Alfonso Davies was clearly the best player in the pitch. Christian Pulisic was a non-factor in this game. And maybe, <laughs> maybe he had the flu. Maybe Chelsea sees something that is keeping him off the bench and the flu was the flu. We don't know. Uh, He didn't seem too happy when he was taken off the pitch, but at the same time, they didn't really look any different when he was on there or off there. So if you have your best players outperforming the best players of the other team and you're at home, it shouldn't be a shock. And that's kind of why I was pushing back so much on the American you know, saltiness uh, of the last few days. And I get that they're really frustrated with the program and it, this isn't the place to really talk about the U S but, but at the same time, a little credit would be nice. But anyway, I'll let Kristen jump in now.
1: Thanks Dwayne. Um, that's just, I want to say something about, about that second goal. Um, I actually started crying,
0: <laughs> I, did, which I did broke.
1: not, I did, did not expect to have happen when, you, when you weren't that,
0: the only one I know, there was a couple hey. people with with tears. I was fi- I know I was fighting it. I didn't I, I did not. But there was a part of me that was like, you want to, Mark. It's okay. This is the place. But I was too mesmerized by watching the other people cry to do it myself. So, thank you, I guess. You're welcome. <laughs>
1: um yeah, I think so we, we you know, we talked obviously we've talked about before this game, we've talked about it a lot, what we thought might happen and what it means in terms of uh, Nations League and World Cup qualifiers. Um, you know, I, I, I said they were going to win, but I I didn't think <laughs> did in my wildest.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, what? You didn't actually believe it deep down?
1: No, 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 no. In my wildest dreams, I did not think that they would get a clean sheet for one thing. I, I, I assumed there would be a goal from the Americans in there somewhere. Well, absolutely. Um but I and I really and again, I thought that this would be a very competitive match because I do feel that this Canadian side, um, even minus, you know, Atiba Hutchinson, minus Daniil Henry um, and maybe a couple other, you know, question marks, depending on where you want to slot players in for uh, the men's team right now. I You know, this is this is a talented, talented team and. This should have been a you know, should have been a competitive match. It was a competitive match, but I did not expect that level of uh, domination over the Americans. Like they, they they marked them out of the game, which was a shock to me. I, I was not expecting that. And credit to credit to Herdman for some really savvy tactics. Um, love the sub late, even though I I was surprised that junior hoylet didn't start. Uh, but when he came on uh, he was as he always is uh, especially for Canada and this last year uh such a such a force on the on the pitch but everyone leading up to that point did such a great job that I it, it's funny I like I, when when American players were getting subbed off I was like oh right you were playing <laughs> and I just I just I was just watching the Canadians because I didn't really notice the Americans doing much because they couldn't do much. And yeah, the uh the American you know, soccer media, Twitter, everything has been has been quite hilarious. And yes, uh, to what you said Dwayne about you know, just just a little credit for the Canadian side for winning this game. You know, the Americans didn't lose this because they were shit canada was good canada was very good and they have to you know maybe adjust their thinking a little bit this isn't to say that suddenly canada is a powerhouse and is just gonna charge through everything you know this was one game and we have to take it you know a grain of salt it's one game but it was one very different game
0: i'm one gonna was a co- lo- I'm going to jump in right here, Kristen. I'm sorry. We are a powerhouse. I think that's pretty apparent. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't. I'm sorry. I, I failed to see your rationale in this. All you got to do is beat the Americans at just about any sport, and you become one of the greats. <laughs> Ask this- any basketball team. That's how it works. They shouldn't have known better to put themselves on such a high pedestal. So now. It's like we've 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 eat, we've consumed their essence and now we become them. So,
2: yeah, we've consumed their essence. Yeah.
0: So Mexico needs to now officially look out.
2: This might be the outlier to prove
0: that rule. Correct. Uh, Mark, I'm afraid in terms of this. Sport. <laughs> right, until until the next game, Dwayne, I believe I'm right. All right. Uh, look,
2: <laughs> this is my thing. You know, American friends listening to this is that. I feel it and there's some Americans that will I we shouldn't paint them all in the same brush. No, obviously.
1: no, and I you know, I the, the guys on the filibuster podcast were like, Yes, you guys were just better and we were we deserve to lose. I was like, I love
2: you all. Yeah. But the other part of this, and I think this is just um we're a victim of it too up here, because you know, we I know more about the US men's national team than than most Americans. Let's face facts. I live in this soccer bubble that that exists in North America. This this team has talked about a lot, and I think because we talk about them so much, we start to bring like Josh Sargent, for instance, starts to become this bigger than life figure. When in reality, Josh Sargent is a guy struggling for minutes in the Bundesliga that has the same amount of goals, you know, playing up front versus a backup left back that barely plays for for Bayern Munich. Right? He has is the same it, amount is, of Bundesliga goals right now. Is
0: that guy anybody? I, I don't know. Is he anyone?
2: Yeah, look, the, 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 I don't know if you saw the, the Deadspin, and I mean, forgive me for quoting Deadspin here, but the Deadspin article, where the, I'll give you the quote, this line blew my oh, mind. I know, I know, it's boggling, go for it. The, a team with Christian Pulisic, Weston McKinney, Josh Sargent, and Jordan Morris should have no problem dispatching the damn Canadians. Jordan Morris would not start for Canada, he's a winger, look oh, at our no. wing play. They have no idea of who we are. They don't care. That's fine. I well, mean, that, like- that,
1: but that's typical American no matter what. And I'm sorry. Hi, American friends. I do love you. Half my family down there. But they don't look at it that way. It's them and then maybe everybody else. We'll slow. will sort of vaguely pay attention. What was the thing that uh, – what's his name? Not Gomez, but um, said that we had unsigned players.
2: Yeah, that's the SPM podcast. I actually – I'm going to name drop here for a little bit. I actually had a conversation with Her, with Hercules this afternoon. Um, How's he doing? Yeah. Tell him we say hi. Oh, it's too late. Yeah. Uh, too late. You know, not to – I don't want to betray too much because he did go back channel for me, but he, he sort of wanted to, to stress that he did not say – or think that Canada had non-signed players on there, and that we were just missing the Hispanic, uh, mixing the uh, the Spanish guys up uh, in our mind, and that that might be true, and maybe something to think about on a different level. But, but nonetheless, uh, yeah, the, the ESPN podcast there was a mention of that. Um, I think that it, if you listen to a lot of those things, they are just so frustrated with their own team that they're unable to give much credit beyond that because they just feel that you know history of 34 years should repeat itself indefinitely. But you know things change, man. Like, if you go back after those 34 years, I know most people on USMMT Twitter weren't alive even before that, or certainly, mm-hmm. like, hell, I barely remember it. So, so hardly most of the people commenting now don't at all. It is, you know, candidates to can beat them routinely in the 70s. So, you know, things change. You know, St. Um, 10 is not no longer winning legal titles. And a world, you know, European title uh, holders. Uh, you don't have uh, not have Forrest is it playing for the Champions League title anymore, right? Things change. I'm not saying that we've bypassed the United States in terms of uh, of level, but I do think that it is not this absurd upset that people are making it out to be. The talent, if you look at it position by position, isn't that much different. No, it's not. They they are deeper, no doubt. They have yes, better Yes, absolutely. Defenders. Agreed. I wouldn't I wouldn't dispute that. Better defenders, for sh- sure. Yeah. Although not in the night, but in general, I'd still take their crew over ours. Yes. But yeah, it, it's it's it just it was an upset. It wasn't even, it wasn't a 10, 10 to one upset. In fact, I had, I won a little money on it. It was three to so one. So I
0: saw. Congratulations.
2: <laughs> Thanks. It was a three to one upset. Three point six to
0: one upset. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I to to, to pile into that. I mean, the whole. Uh, uh, the idea that somehow that the the U.S. national team is this—I don't know—juggernaut, yeah, would be giant of world football. I mean, sure, yeah, you, you've you've made a bunch of appearances for consecutive World Cups. You know, no, I guess, yeah, that's that's good. It's not to be sneezed at, regardless of what confederation you're coming out of. But I don't know. I I, I almost. I mean, does a, any country, maybe with the exception of, I don't know, England, does anybody buy into their own hype as much as they do? Like, I don't, I'm not, like, I'm not convinced of any of those names that you mentioned at any point ever. Like, I've I've never seen Fuselich play a full 90 where I was aware that he was playing a full 90, so that's, I can, I can honestly say that's, I can't comment on it, but the other three names, it was a who, who, and oh, that guy. Like, Morris hasn't scared anybody since the rookie season where he came out of nowhere and actually was playing decent, but not. He's no. He is not a world killer by any means, uh, and none of those guys would strike fear into the hearts of about 150 nations on the planet, and a lot of those would rank, rank way below them too. So, uh, like, th- the notion that that somehow this crop of youngsters should auto automatically be winning games against the likelihood of or the likes of Canada I should say um is absolutely like mind-bogglingly absurd and and if you watch the 90 you can't just go like you you cannot you cannot just dismiss the whole thing as as like uh we should have you didn't you didn't deserve any part of that game not 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 take any minute of that game you didn't deserve anything from that minute So it's not like, it goes back to the whole, you know, it wasn't a fluke. We beat them. We beat them handily. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe some of these, these uh, pundits should, uh, I don't know, watch something other than whenever Pucelich is playing and the MLS game of the week. Because they're not up to snuff to anything, let alone last night or the other night.
2: Yeah, I'll interject real quickly, just hilariously speaking, as we're having this conversation, I'm not getting my Twitter has finally calmed down a little bit, uh, but I just got a, a message through from somebody called USMNT Updates, who writes, uh, you say this as if both McKinney and Sargent wouldn't be starting every match for Canada. Guys, no, Sargent no. would not be starting every match no. for Canada. No. He might no. not even make some of the rosters are up front or Cavallini. Who's ripping it up in the Liga, Liga Maxi. I'm speaking to Americans right now. Who are the wingers? Jonathan David, who's scoring in the Europa League consistently scoring in the Belgian league at uh, for Genk. And you have uh, Alfonso Davies, who was the best player in the pitches, arguably the best young player uh, outside of Mexico, perhaps in the region right now. Learn something about someone other than yourself. You have talent, no doubt, I'm yelling at Americans on a podcast that is mostly listened to Canadians, but learn something about the rest of the world that goes against That's that. I'm not restricting that just to soccer, but we'll save that for another podcast. <laughs>
0: I was, I'm not going to lie. Not going to lie, Dwayne. Totally thinking it. Totally yeah, thinking no, no,
1: it. No, no, no. Absolutely. And that's, like I said, that's, much? That's, Come on. that's part of their problem. Like I said, they don't. Anyway, yes, we could do a whole podcast on that.
2: <laughs> yeah, we um, get our, our Canadians coming out now, but <laughs> that's little- okay.
1: That's good. Our Canadians should come out. Um, and also, you know why? I, I yeah, uh, Jonathan David, who didn't have whatever his his best night, was still delightful. Um, golden Gold Cup, Golden Boot winner Jonathan David, a nice little presentation at the beginning of the match. Um, uh, no one talks about uh, Borian. Oh, I do. And, I love that guy. Well, I know and, and we do, but and and this is not a knock on Zach Steffen, who is a very good young keeper and has a really good career ahead of him. Um, but let's talk about, you know, Red Star Belgrade's Champions League competing keeper. You know, let's talk let's 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 look at that for a minute. Let's talk about the fact that um Richie Larea and well, Million Boran, thank you for getting him under control. We appreciate that. Um, thank who you. again did a solid job out there? Uh, Jonathan Osorio had a very good match. Scotty Arfield, very good match. Like, like I just yeah, I look at the Canadian side for this for this match. I look at talent from around the globe, um, playing at high levels around the globe, and did what needed to be done and then some and it was it was wonderful and uh I was you know I would have liked to have seen the attendance crack 20,000 yes um but for the 17,000 plus people that were there uh thank you for coming out thank you for enjoying it for the people that I met who had were coming to their first Canada match Um, including one guy who was in the front row of 113 like he'd always been there yelling singing chanting right into the game like props and everyone that i talked to faces i've seen for years um people i hadn't met before it was great it was great to see uh community coming together it was great to see the rest of the stadium getting involved um, in, in chance and starting their own thing. And, you know, you can quibble about where this game should have been held, and this will go on until the end of time because Canada soccer likes to eat itself. Um, but, you know what? It was an amazing night. It was a great atmosphere, and there's not much that I would change about it.
2: Uh, I just give an update to my friend USMNT Update. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I,
1: I, I wrote,
2: uh, wrote back to him that uh, Sergeant wouldn't play. We wrote the same cannon who has no strikers played in the top five leagues. Okay, bud. I was, I was, <laughs> so I, I'm going to continue this the rest of the show. You, you, I, you keep I, I think
1: you. I think you should. Um, yes. That's that's I, fucking I, hilarious. I
0: appreciate the live updates. I'll be honest with you. Yes. Yeah. It, it last night. What? Or, sorry. Tuesday night was truly an event. And I mean, you know, going back to how the Canadian men's national team often has felt like it's never as good as its individual parts. You know, it's it always seems like on paper they should be much better. And this is the first time I can think of in very, very long time where it was the opposite. They were better than the sum of their parts. And the, some of their parts, are, they look really good. Like, you could go through the starting 11 and some of the subs and go, yeah, he's good. He's good. That guy's good. That guy's really good. They looked incredible. Um, I also... Maybe it's because I haven't gone to enough Canadian men's national team games where the stakes were, shall we say, um, high-ish. <laughs> but um, like, fist bumps handshakes high fives and hugs uh i could have done that all night oh my honestly. god I hug,
1: I hug so many people on tuesday like i i don't so many
0: like if how infrequently does that happen around the canadian men's national team and all i can think of is like can we do this again even if it's like a draw can we do this again like i want i want that feeling again and i hope everybody else who was there wants that feeling again and uses that as a as a springboard to go to the next game, and wherever that may be, you know, if you, if you were if you were if you're on the west coast and you were kind of shit, I wish that was here. And they're playing out there. Don't don't go. Oh, you know, I'll catch the next one. Go, go, because you're never going to know if you're going to beat the Yanks two 0 on a cold Tuesday night in Toronto, <laughs> and you don't know if you're going to do it in a dome in Vancouver. Or in, or in any city that could possibly host it. Go. Please go. I can't even stress it enough. And to the and to the people who are on the fence who then complain that it wasn't on free TV, terrestrial TV, um, ha fucking ha. It wasn't that much to go to the game.
2: Or, or to get the $5 for the one day pass on one soccer. Or um, the free
0: trial. the free trial. The free There's trial is so expensive,
2: I hear. Yeah, I know. Don't get me going on that front today. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, no, let's not. We'll be here. I, I, w-
2: I would argue uh, to continue on, on Mark's point that, uh, you know, I have been watching the Canadian men's national team consistently since the early 90s, you know, infrequently, but enough since a little even before that. Uh, I've been. I, my first uh, game was in 97 live. Uh, I watched my first women's game live in 2001. I, I think I, I have a bit of a overview a perspective that i can provide here i i would argue that in a collective way uh, there has never been a better result that we collectively shared because there have been better results here and there over the years obviously the gold cup win would jump out but we experienced the gold cup scattered if yeah. you ever seen the view of that game there's like five or six canadians in the stands there wasn't the Voyagers had not started yet they started a couple years later um, you know, we had a board that we were talking on. So that was kind of the beginning of that. And you can go back and find on the Internet Archive and see the reactions. But it was people that knew board games. But other than on our club level, we haven't had a moment like that. And as I said on my own show, you know, comparing it to the one club level that I can compare it to, the only other night I can remember more Happy and the giddy happy was Eastern Conference Final. Well, I would say it was MLS Cup final. I'm sorry, that's the bigger, oh game. really? No, no and Eastern Conference Finals. No, I, I, we'll have the argument offline. I think that's that's more. Bu- <laughs> I think that's more bubble thinking. But that's. I'll see you on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But uh, whatever that run, anyway. I think we could agree in a in a general sense. Uh, you know, for Toronto fans, that was similar, but the, the crowd there were 17,000. They announced that I, I know that stadium pretty well. I'd say that's a fair, fair estimate of how many were in the building. And it was almost as loud as some of those playoff reactions with half the people there. Which oh, which yeah. tells you how much that it mattered to the people that were there.
1: No, 100%. Um, so moving on sort of from the game because we could we could you know we could just talk about the game and the crowd and all the awesome people we saw and the emotion and oh anyway it was so great Um, this uh, so this win this glorious victory has moved Canada up into the hex for now they're in 6th place they're in 6th place in the CONCACAF rankings Just barely, but they're there. And, you know, when this new format was unveiled, these many months ago, I did not believe this was even remotely possible. I thought they were absolutely 100% a lock for the Hunger Games between the 67 other teams um, for that half a spot chance to get into something. Um, All they have to do is tie the americans next month
2: it, that is that is tr- true yeah they, they're about four points up still on, on that heck spot i mean it's still unravel if they the unfortunate thing is the ridiculousness of this thing if they were to lose that game next month they they would actually drop points and fall um, even if they're you know i supposed a better opposition it i know work. um there's still work to be done the important of course part of- there is The draw actually would do it, even if they were to fall below El Salvador in the next uh, series, let's say El Salvador gets two wins. I don't know if they're playing twice or not, but if they get a couple results, they could jump slightly above. But it would still mean that Canada would be moving on to play 0.25 multipliers, two more of them, um, you know, a semifinal and either a third place game or a gold medal. Exactly. And, and, and that, the, that 0.25 would make the difference. I would be confident that they would go in the next season. And it's, it's because of the stuff we're talking about, the 17,000 and, and building that fan base and continue to build that excitement. To me, and I know this is a silly thing to say in some ways, but I do kind of believe it. It's almost as important to get to the hex as it is to, to get to Qatar, because if we go to Qatar, that's great. And we're going to have a lot of bandwagoners that come on for that that month, and they'll watch it on TV mostly. There'll be five or 600 of us that are in the Middle East, ethically challenged with ourselves, but probably there because we've followed the thing long enough. But really, those games at home against Mexico, the U.S., again, uh, Honduras, uh, Jamaica, that's going to Costa Rica, obviously, will be the other one. That is really going to build that fan base and build the excitement and test them in a way that will help that program grow. Right.
1: Absolutely. no and i I, I agree with you 100 percent on that um for one thing you know we have you know we have fought so hard to to see you know the the hex and uh, I think you know those teams those those countries you know that's you know yes that's our region that's that's those are the countries we should be playing against more often anyway and hopefully this is something that's going to continue but that is. You know, the World Cup is the World Cup, but that is the test. And it can make all the difference. It can make all the difference in fans. It can make all the difference in player development. Um, and it'll be ridiculous, glorious fun, regardless of how it all shakes out. Although I hope it shakes out positively because that would be so nice.
0: Guys, um, okay, sorry. I I, I think <laughs> I blanked out for the last five minutes. It, currently, we're, we're sitting... In the hex? Is that correct?
1: We're, we're, we're currently in the hex mark. Okay, yeah. then,
0: then I, I, I understand why why I blanked out, because um, I think this is what a panic attack feels like. What do we do? What is it like to be up this high? I don't know. Should we bring oxygen? Did anybody bring snacks? I don't know if I brought snacks. I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. It's, it's, this is, does this normally happen to other fans of clubs like, or of, of countries that get to the, like on the cusp of the hex? Because it's a little, it's a little tense. It's a little tense. I'm not going to lie to you guys. <sighs> okay, I think I'm alright.
1: Are you uh, sure? Like I I, I, I can't think, even give you a hug right now. I don't know what to do. I think,
0: I think I'm okay. I think I'm okay.
2: Well, they, it just, if it's any consolation, if the one and only time we did make the hex, we, you know, we wrapped the bed. So, you know, it, it's not over yet. Um, <laughs> look... Making it Thanks, important. <laughs> yeah, they, they finished bottom of it. Um, yes, it's, yes. The it. Only, it's the only time they've they made it. They, it's, uh, well, one of the reactions on Twitter today from one of the more well-known uh, Twitterites uh, was that, Canada hasn't even made the Hex. How can we lose them? And we were all very quick to point out that, you know what? We have So We have two points in Hex history. Thank you very much. Anyway, uh, moving on from that. It's <laughs> – it, look – yeah, it, it, it's it's a high-level point, which says a lot about how low the program's been. But I think that's it's it's not so much the beating the U.S. It, you, you mentioned your, you had tears in your eyes, and that's everyone's emotions are legit. Mine was a little more um, happy, but like, okay, well, now there's proof of concept here. This is a real real opportunity. I still I'll, I'll save those tears until I see boys celebrating, you know, with the Qatar 2022 banner on the feed, right. Uh, That's really where it comes down to. And that's really what this is all about in the end and why we've been chasing this impossible dream for, well, 30 years now. at least. So it's a, it's a lot of work to go, but I, it it is worthwhile enjoying. I have enjoyed these days. And I'll tell you last, maybe my last final thought on this is that um, I can tell how much this matters to so many people just by the reactions to my socials and not to make it all about my socials. I don't normally get 700 likes on tweets, I was getting that this this day with the tweet I made immediately after the game about they won, they didn't lose, or the US didn't lose, Canada won. I got seven more than 700 likes on that tweet. That does not happen to me. I am not a 22-year-old influencer selling perfume, right? That's that's not normally my my MO. Another one I made today got over 150 likes. This is how much this is resonating with people. Even TFCs run weren't getting those kind of numbers on my socials, so I can only imagine what the mainstream stuff is getting. So what's
0: that... Oh, the Rollins you sold me like three weeks ago. Like that's right. like what the fuck was that then?
2: You're gonna to talk to my lawyers uh, on that one. I'll, I'll put you in contact after. after uh, who phoned? Because it, it,
0: it smells just like water, like just like tap water. I I bought it. I mean, you know, I thought. Well, you got the good stuff then. You right? got
2: the good stuff then. The water. Oh, that's good. I thought maybe I sold you the, the other batch. Ooh.
0: Okay, uh, okay. I just anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Yeah, I want to speak to a lawyer. Oh, okay. your lawyer not mine i've got one I'll,
2: I'll talk to that off 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 uh, line i'll talk to you about that one as well. done i'll right. start to
1: know to make sure they knew that they were appreciated for taking on the challenge of you just one night can we just stop free So, from the heady highs of glorious, glorious victory over the Americans, uh, it's time for MLS. Very briefly time for MLS. Uh, So, this weekend is the first round of the MLS playoffs. The newly revamped, single-game, shortened, uber-exciting MLS playoffs. All to play for. All the time. Um, And all I'm looking for from you gentlemen is some predictions for the first round. So zombie Shivas and the pizza rats, of course have buys, uh, being in first place in their respective conferences. And here are the other five matchups. Cause we're going to do obviously TFC and DCU a little more thoroughly. So, um, the AU guys home to the T terrorists.
2: Who's taking this one? Um, I'll go first. Uh, Miles Robinson being out in that game matters a lot. I'm not completely convinced Martinez is healthy, but then again, we watched Josie win the MLS Cup on one leg, so uh, the talent that he has might be able to overcome that. Uh, You know, um, Bruce's uh, NER is not the most exciting of teams out there. I give the Revs about a 10%
0: chance, but this is highly likely to go Atlanta's way. I made a terrible bet, a series of terrible bets, at 1.45 in the morning. And one of those included a parlay that involved the New England Revolution taking out Atlanta. So I'm going to go with Bruce Arena and his very bed of misfits.
2: I, I, let me interject real quickly before Kristen goes in with her prediction here. Go, go on. Everyone argues that MLS is the worst league in the world to bet on. It is not. It is the best league in the world to bet on because upsets happen in MLS. They don't happen that often in the Premier League. You don't yeah. get 10 to 1 returns sometimes. You do in MLS. You lose more than you win. So I would suggest anyone who likes to throw $5, $10 to it. I wouldn't put much more than that, but to throw one on all of the underdogs in these games because there'll be one or two that hit and you might actually make a little money in
0: the day. So there Ten you go. 10 bucks. Who's that rich? I threw <laughs> out a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> I also threw down a dollar for Canada to win the World Cup. And that yes, was before the did. game, and it <laughs> pays out a piddly 1850 bucks. I say piddly because there are other places that were offering a much more reasonable 2000 So, whatever, you know. <laughs> to win the World Cup. To win not the man. World Cup. Win, uh, to win, win it. The World... <laughs> okay. D- Dwayne, I'm not going to half-ass anything. It's full-ass or no-ass whatsoever. <laughs> that would be a lot of ass. That's big like, um... That's that, I think it's about $1,800 worth of ass, if you ask me.
2: <laughs> and that night, there'd probably be even more ass, because there's $1,800. Yeah, this is too much ass talk.
1: Yeah, that's all that. Yeah, where did get here?
2: The, this um, is Endo is going to be excited.
1: Ass man. Yeah, um, man all right, will. so. The AU guys, oh, God. Like, it's probably going to be the AU guys, but. I sort of, you know, there's the evil genius of Bruce Arena. I think he gets them through one more round just for obnoxious arrogance sake. So I'm going with the T-Terrorists. All right. Next up, the sounding enthusiasts home to Mark Hinckley's FC Dallas. Yeah. Thank you. Gentlemen?
2: Um, it's hard to see Dallas winning this game they oh yeah D- Dallas is ahead of pace and, and they they stripped it down this year and and for them to make the playoffs was really the the ceiling they had I, it, it's although that said uh it has been pointed out that the last time they were into into Seattle which was fairly recently they did escape with a draw so uh you never know but I you can't go against from here I'd be silly
0: dwayne I'm gonna have to disagree with you yet again see. <laughs> Making a terrible parlay bet at 2 o'clock in the morning included the two terrorists as well as my FC Dallas. yee Thank you. Uh, So, yeah, because I have a apparently uh, need to throw away loonies because that's all I bet Um, at 2 in the morning. I am going with Dallas. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, Marcus, I love you so. But uh, no, I'm going with Seattle on this one. And uh, I always want to see Seattle lose, but I don't think that's the case this time.
2: All right. Next up, RSL home to Portland. This one's a tough, a tough one to pick, but I, I actually in my bracket pick Portland. Now, I partly did that in my bracket on MLS soccer, 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 soccer dot com. Um, because I wanted to pick TFC hosting the MLS cup just for the hilarity of it. Um, and that was the only team I could <laughs> I can somehow see do it. I did pick TFC to win it. And that bracket. wasn't being completely serious. It's just funny anyway. No, uh, but Portland does have a chance to win this. They are very good on the road, but that said, I'm going to go against my bracket pick here. Portland has been good on the road this year, but they've just never been that. I've never been impressed with the Timbers ever. Even when they're going to MLS, Cup. even when they won MLS Cup, I was never impressed with them. They're, they're a team that sort of figures out stuff kind of against logic half the time. I,
1: How I, I dare just... you besmirch the team with the best kits?
2: Come on. <sighs> and Diego Valeri. Maybe if he shows up and wants to play, it's. I, I'm going go to go with RSL here. All right, they're at home too, and that matters, especially when you got a little altitude advantage. Uh, and everything else. So, I'm going to go with RSL. They're, they're going to, to... Their last hurrah? Well, they're a funny team, too. They, oh, no God, are they ever. Yeah. They sort of galvanized when Pecky left. So, it's it's a funny little story that's happening there. But, yep, I'm going to go with RSL.
0: Okay, Mark? Yeah, I'm... Uh, I didn't... No parlay on this one. Uh, actually, none of the others. It, the last team was the, the last game we're going to recover. Um... Yeah, our RSL is gonna take down Portland. I mean, I I do, I do have a, you know, amusement spot in in my soccer brain for for all that Portland does. But uh, yeah, that uh, the momentum after uh, post Pecky was, like I noticed it, and I'm kind of weirdly smirking every time I think of it because it was weird. But for all that he caused and all that he did, um, hooray that they could turn that around and make it make something of it. And if uh, if it gets them a little bit further into the playoffs, and so be it. So yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Russell Lake.
1: Oh, this is this is the one I struggled with and I still struggle even just so as we're talking about it because I honestly like both teams for different reasons. Um and it's
0: I can hear it. I,
1: I can hear it in your I, voice. I I don't know. Uh, okay, fine. RSL. I'm gonna regret that. All right, consensus. All right. Yeah. Yay. Hey. Auuga. Um. <laughs> I haven't
2: done that
1: in a while. I know. Uh, the Union versus uh, home to the energy drinks.
2: Oh, the energy drinks. Doesn't make any sense, but that's what's gonna happen. It, I I would put this one. I I would actually put put a full tenor down on this one. Uh, really? Energy, oh yeah, Philly's terrible. No, they're not terrible. They're actually, they've been underrated all year. But uh, Bedoya's health is a bit of a question heading into this. Um, they've never won a playoff game before. The Red Bulls, I, they seem like
0: this is when know, the Red like, Bulls
2: fall apart every year. Eh, no, no, the final, just the conference final is usually when they fall apart. Um, it, they tend to win a playoff round each year. They tend to lose when they get deeper into the playoff round. Look. I, you know how when, like, a, you had this terminal illness? I'm going to get dark here for a second. And, and <laughs> okay. Just, just before you die, often people will have, like, a day of clarity just before they die. I kind of have that feeling with NYRB in this in this round where they're just going to have that moment of this dying gasp and have one last swipe in them, one last moment where they're they're up to par. I also just don't believe Philly has what, what they need to do to, to win in the playoffs. So, I'm going to pick the upset here. It also gives me more chance to have to watch you guys complaining about ticket prices when TFC Eastern Conference Final.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Dwayne. No problem. Um, uh, also, uh, this just in: apparently, uh, Red Bulls are, are folding at the end of the season. So, Dwayne said something about death and and, that, and their clarity, and this is it. So, yeah, it was it was a good run, but you know, I'm not going to miss their uh, sponsorship. Uh, that being said, I do think, uh, I have I have no faith in the union. Is really what it comes down to, and the. Red Bull have got enough chops to know what it's like to be here and do stuff. So that's really my logic and where it goes. And I think, I think Red Bull are going to uh, are going to dispose of the Union. Fair I, enough. Well, oh, go ahead, Kristen. I was going to give and you a AU.
2: Go ahead. I just wanted to give a, a USMMT update now. Oh, oh, God, go ahead. Yes, yeah, please. D- yeah, you know, the, this,
0: there's enough of these Dwayne, it should have its own music. I don't have it, but it should. That's
2: all yeah, I would the, say. The only attacking player who started for Canada and who's currently better than Sargent is Alfonso Davies. David plays at a much <laughs> lower level than Sargent, so clearly is a step above him at the moment. Okay. All right. There you go. I'll, I'll think... I'll wow. I'll, I'll uh, ruminate on, on my reply to him as we continue
0: the preview. Can uh, you
1: include Junior Hoylet in that reply? I think you should.
0: <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. Just tag Junior Hoylet in the reply. Just... Yeah. <laughs> see if he gets into it he probably will
1: jesus christ who is this guy Drugs does he have bad. like 27 followers
2: no uh, well he's us mnt updates so he's providing updates Let's that's how many followers he has yeah
0: well obviously 86 he's got, he's got 86 followers he's not very good at <laughs> updates if these are his positions
1: oh my god
0: brilliant that's update.
1: hilarious
0: this is the best. That's, this is one of the best running gags you've had in a while, Dwayne. I, so I love
2: much. it. I really do. <laughs> yeah,
0: there you um, go. And we do cheese yeah. puns from time to time. I just want to say,
2: what oh, I, I enjoyed that one. Yeah.
0: Thank. You. Yeah. I, it started. It started which, with which a friend time? And we just, I think the most recent one. Oh, really, okay.
1: It was. It was good. Did um, you give a
0: damn? <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: that was brilliant. Uh, so I am. I am actually going to go with the union on this one. I, uh, as, as as Billy Bragg would say, you have to. You have to believe in the union. Um, I I, I just, I never buy into what the Red Bulls are doing. They always fall apart. And uh, I just would be delighted to see the union win a playoff match. And I think it's been fun to be a, sort of like in shock all season at how well they've done. And uh, I'd like to see them keep it going for at least one more round. All right, final uh, final playoff matchup before we get to our preview. The Loons home to the LA's Latans.
2: Oh, the Galaxy are going to win this, clearly, because Latan's going to show up and score five. Well, it'll be 5-4, but yeah, I, I have a five-goal performance. Plus Latan, he's going to uh, rip off his clothes uh, on the <laughs> fifth goal. Uh, it, like... Naked as the day he was born, and and stand in front and sing Wonderwall,
0: naked as the
2: day is born. That's what's gonna it's gonna be glory, and it'll yeah it'll it'll be go viral. Uh, MLS won't know what to do with it. He should technically get a red card for that, but the but the clicks man oh yeah Galaxy five four.
0: See, I wanted to pick Minnesota, but I like Dwayne's outcome so much better. <laughs> Okay, look. Can I, I? I'm gonna still stick with Minnesota with the asterisk that if Zlatan gets on three goals, I'm, it's auto. It by default switches because it means we're getting naked wonderwall, and I really feel like that's something the world needs. Oh, oh, oh. Anyway, yeah, Kristen, yeah, you're up. I, no, <laughs> no, Oasis no. We'll have to reunite if that happens. This is
1: <laughs> um. As much as I think Zlatan, I, I, you know what? No, I'm, I'm still, I'm still in on the loons. I, they are my, my, like my not so secret other favorite team. Uh, I've loved, I've loved watching them this year, and uh, I am enjoying that their three year plan is actually working. <laughs> and I, yeah, no, screw the Zlatans, whatever. I want, I'm the loons. I'm with the loons for this one. So there. okay and lastly up on this week's show told you we were not going to talk about that much and yet we're still going to somehow go over an hour oh my god um it is oh, time tony's for fault. the
0: it's tony's fault
1: totally tony's fault it's always tony's fault i know right shh tony hush uh dcu visit bemo field this saturday at 6 p.m not noon Thank you, rescheduling gods, for making it possible for me to attend this match. Um, so, as I said earlier, when we started the MLS playoff stuff, uh, win and in. That's it. No more two-legged ties to contend with. This year's playoffs are leaner, meaner, grr. And, uh, yeah, first ever playoff match between the two teams. That's kind of cool.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, very also evenly matched. Also astonishing. I know it's astonishing, but uh also very evenly matched uh over the years. But the thing that concerns me the most, a lot of draws. a lot. <laughs> Four of their last five games have been draws.
2: Oh God. what could exactly. go wrong if they draw? Oh God. I,
1: I, yeah, yeah, nothing could possibly go wrong. there is there All is extra
2: time about that? there is extra time. they don't go straight to penalties, so oh my Not God. straight to penalties.
1: Days. That doesn't
2: help. Um, now I'm
0: pre-stressed. No,
2: I, I, the additional thirty minutes, I, I would give a definite advantage to Toronto in an additional thirty-minute play. Straight to penalties, no, that would be a, a problem. Oh, anyway, God. moving on. <laughs> oh God. Um,
1: you know what? Uh, they've had, they've both had interesting years in terms of, uh, like consistent performances. They've they've both had some hot streaks. Um, both have had some nice undefeated streaks. And they both have, you know, players that they really lean on. And when those players don't show up or are injured, it's more difficult for them to be effective. And this is, I actually think this is a, like this is probably the ma- this is the matchup we didn't want. Um, or at least I didn't want this matchup because this is the team, that can beat Toronto right now. Or at least that's how I view it. Um, you know, they've got some very balanced uh, scoring. They have one of the best keepers in the league. <sighs> um,
0: yeah, one day.
1: It'll one never day. happen.
0: One day, he's coming. I mean, I mean I'm sticking with, sticking with Q, but I mean, if, say... We could trade him for Bono, like trade Bono for for Hamid. I mean, I'll I'll do that. I'll make that deal right now. What
1: magical fairyland do you live in that you think that could ever, that you, that would ever happen? I once placed a dollar
0: bet bet that Canada would win the World Cup (laughs) in 2022. So I don't, I think I know very well how to get to that magical fairyland, Kristen. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Fine.
1: Um, no, this is, this, this, hopefully this will be, this should be like a highly competitive, well-fought, like, I don't expect this to be a blowout from either side, um, and, which is not good for anybody's nerves, but, um, it should be a very exciting match. Uh, they're, they're really evenly matched in a number of places on the pitch. Uh, the midfield battle will be, should be like the thing to watch um but yeah i uh i am nervous about this one Dwayne. what are what are your general thoughts
2: uh dc hasn't scored in over 200 minutes uh they have been not particularly good in the last uh, two games that they played although they did get the draw they failed to score on nine men cincinnati I actually well there is really- that yes um i you know wayne rooney wasn't in that game yes so, so there is that I'm not going to say this is going to be an easy touch, but I wasn't particularly... Um, I, I want, you know If you had a gun to my head and forced me to pick a team that TFC was going to play, I actually would have picked Philly uh, of all well, yeah, possibilities in the possibilities. Well, yeah, that's final who weekend. we wanted, yeah. yeah. But uh, this is not that bad. None of them were that bad. TFC had a chance against all of them in my mind, and, and they are... Deservedly, the the favorite in this this matchup. I mean, I know that you don't put a lot of that. You're dismissive of the undefeated streak since August uh, August second, ten games
1: undefeated in ten. Blah blah. I know,
2: blah. but third best record of the playoff teams down the stretch in terms of points per game. I all right, fine. That one carries a little more weight. They are on better form than most. Now, there's been a lot of draws, and we know a what that. Lots. Sure there's been four wins the, the it, it four four wins out of 10 sounds a lot better than than the three out of nine did i'll, I'll it for sure i mean I, <laughs> um so look they're this they're a favorite i, I this is a 60 40 game in my mind if and and the big caveat of course is the big man is josie healthy uh um, yeah and i don't know uh greg Vanny was you know reluctant to give us information which is doesn't mean anything, really. I mean, he he might be fine, and they don't want DC to know. They just do, they don't want DC. He might not be playing at all, and they don't want DC to know. If he's not playing at all, they're going to have to find something. Uh, they're going to have to work something out of Pizuela magic, like they did against Columbus in the final you know week. Uh, a little bit of magic there. Uh, they can beat DC because DC is not going to score a lot against uh, a T- even a bad TFC. You know, I heard the MLS soccer 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 soccer.com dot com net uh, preview, and they basically said TFC will win this game because that was their their lead in for all these things. They said TFC will win this game if they score, and I kind of I kind of believe that if TFC scores this game scores the first goal in the game, uh, DC will chase it, and that will open them up to more goals, and I think TFC will get the win. And then we're getting into funny conversations after that because. Um, you know, they did pretty good against New York, but uh, one game at a time and all that. So I I, I do, we haven't got into predictions yet, but I I do think it's 60-40 for DFC.
1: Marcus, thoughts? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, Should we just
1: move on to the next part?
0: (laughs) Look, the the only thing I can really add is, and, and it is more to what you said before, is like, you know, DC's look, had, had, not like an identically similar trajectory, but a similar enough, where there was a rough point and there was a good point, and and not to say that this is a mirror match, but uh, um, I like I tend to also think that Toronto's on the upswing more so than than DC, and and though again I'd also would have rathered to play Philadelphia, uh, I kind of tend to lean towards that this is also a winnable tie, so.
1: All right. Well, before we that's get to predictions, like then player to watch from DCU. Look,
2: I, I, the basic, I'm going to be basic. It's Wayne Rooney. <laughs> they, they need to have him perform. At You're the allowed level to that say Wayne
1: Rooney. It's okay.
2: Uh, it's basic, though. Like, but it, it that's fine. It, sometimes ba- I, I can be basic. I, I enjoy basic things. I, I'm a basic person. Basic, basic, basic. basic. Um, I am looking forward to. To screaming uh, th- profanity at uh, at Greg, um, um, <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, it's uh, you know. No offense, Mark. Ooh, I, I oh know. oh
1: oh oh oh! What's the yeah. what's the how many how many Rooney kits do you think we'll see on our way into the stadium, and how many will make it to the South End?
2: Um, we didn't see a lot of Pirlo kits when we played NYCFC in the playoffs that time because I think the playoffs is a different animal. A few, but not as many as as you would think normally. Because this is a Good. playoff game. I
1: don't want to have to throw anybody down a flight of stairs. And
2: tickets are fifty dollars. That's a lot to go watch one player. Um, nonetheless, it, in his last resistance. MLS
1: match, Dwayne. Come on now.
2: Yeah. Anyway. Piss off, to, <laughs> piss, piss off. Off to Derby. Anyway, it's uh. Yeah, he's the person to watch because he is look. I, I against my own judgment was one of the few people when he was signing uh, defending the signing I said like people that don't think he's going to walk into MLS and not be a damn good player in MLS are deluded by the quality of MLS and that's fine as what you know what I always say about MLS? It is simultaneously the most over and underrated league in the world. No one seems to have a balanced opinion on where the, the standard is. You either think it's the best thing since sliced bread or it's a pub league. There's not a lot of in between thinking here. Yeah, Wayne it's, Rooney, it's,
0: it's right behind uh, the uh, Liga Nas in Portugal, or it's somewhere in between non league and and division this, league two in England. Yeah, I know what you mean.
2: Yeah, there's not a lot of balance in there. Yeah, but at any rate, Wayne Rooney came over here, showed that, yes, in fact, a player that is struggling to score for Everton can come in and dominate in MLS. Go figure. So can a guy that was the best player in Belgium, right? Like, it's, you know, these things happen. Um, So, yeah, they're going to need to contain him. If Wayne Rooney has a Wayne Rooney performance, then... And he's going to – going to DC could win this game quite easily. But, you know, I, I tend to feel that he might have one foot back on the island right now and worried about Instagram posts and his wife more than – more of this game. So we'll see.
0: Uh, player to watch Wayne Rooney, four in the south end.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, player to watch – fine, I'm going to go with Wayne Rooney, but – also, Bill Hamid because I can't help myself. Um, who can? Plus, He's amazing. plus, plus. No, if but if Hamid has like one of his nothing gets past him games, then eh, and that's very possible. Especially, especially you know what? Especially coming on the heels of an American team loss with a young keeper who. Hamid has, you know, Hamid should get called into camp again. I don't know why I keep talking with the American team, but some fucking American coach controlling this team bring him into camp. What is wrong with you? Seriously, My- what is wrong with you? Anyway, right. um, and I'm going to go with seven Rooney kits in the South End. <laughs>
0: That's a lot of Rooney kits. That's a lot uh, of Rooney Ro- kits. I know, on, but they'll be near us. They won't be like they won't be in in. No,
1: 1, no, 12, no! 13, they'll they'll, they'll come be, to our end, our end height, of the yeah. south. Yeah,
2: it'll be great because yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, yeah. All right, score predictions. Um, I'll go first. Real quick, before I do, I did want to tell my Bill Hamid story. This it's not much of a story. It's real quick. My favorite Bill Hamid memory is I was in 115 one day, and there's a whole bunch of like tourists that were in front of me that were kept chanting Hamid, Hamid, <laughs> Hamid, and then finally, about halfway through the second half, I lost it and screamed, "It's it's Hamid! You fucking idiots!" And then I ducked because they were big guys anyway. (laughs) Um, Not all heroes were
0: capes, Dwayne. Thank you. (laughs)
2: 3-0 TFC.
1: Woof!
2: I think TC will will fall behind and start chasing. And and you
1: think Josie Altidore is playing clearly.
2: Yeah, but I I think they can win without Josie. If Josie's not playing, I'll I'll revise it to 2-0 maybe. I I do think Josie's going to be fine.
1: I say again, woof! No, Maybe I, uh, Nick DeLeon's revenge could be coming, though.
2: It's about them chasing the game more than... Like, if this was an MLS regular season game, I wouldn't pick three, but because, you know, all... You know what to the wall? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah it's, every,
1: everything, all bets are off, for sure. Yeah. All right, Mark?
0: Um, Let's see. Uh, prediction. 2-0 Toronto. I'm I i I'm not expecting the, the DC that... Uh, has been known to strike some fear into opposition, but I think this being a home game, momentum, um, and I could see Bruni having a case of trying to do it all and not being able to do anything at the same time. So, uh, because because it would be in theory his last match. So, yeah, I, I think I think Toronto gets the win, and it's and it's not it's not as close as the scoreline line implies.
1: With trepidation, I I am picking TFC to win, but I'm much more cautious than the two of you. Two one, TFC. All
2: right, no one's picking penalties then. Oh God, no, no, no,
1: because that means that we absolutely think they're losing. So, um, <laughs> that's just not happening. No,
0: I until Issy
1: Nakajima Farron lifts the curse, this is just the way <laughs> this is going to be. So, and when we have him on the yep. show, we'll talk to him yeah. about it.
0: I try not to talk about penalties where, wherever and whenever possible, just in case they break out.
2: So, <laughs> All yeah, right. Um, find that, go, ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, why do people find them so entertaining? I always hear that. Oh, everyone loves a good penalty shootout.
0: No, they're horrible. No, I think the people who like a good penalty shootout are the ones who who think soccer is kind of boring and they just want to see it end. And it's like, oh, we're going to accelerate to the part where there's goals. Anybody who pays attention to this game even slightly knows this is a fucking awful way to end, but it's also weirdly necessary until they come up with something better. No, I no. Them. Make them I run around them... the pitch until they drop. I hate them. Mm. You That's Canadian would... coming out. I would kind of agree with I that, except it. for the fact that in a tournament situation, it doesn't work. If it were like a final, yes. Let them keep playing until four in the morning. I would be all in for that. But when there's another round and you're going to play, in theory, potentially another whole game right after the first game, it's got to end. All right, a fine. Team. The next
1: goal, the, the next goal wins. You know, like let's just get rid of the fucking penalties.
2: I hate them so much. Well, I, I can... liked golden Gold. Golden goal. I don't know why they got rid of golden goal. I thought. So do I.
1: Don't understand goal. it either. It was glorious. I like the silver goal. I thought silver yeah.
2: gold oh my God, I thought the too.
1: silver goal was crazy. Well, silver goal was
2: a half. That anyway, uh, yes. I would go so, qu- quickly. Not we're this. We're getting off topic here, but uh, we'll that's, go okay. that's what we do. Show. Yeah, a, you go after fifteen minutes. You go seven on seven.
0: And play golden ball. So go, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I like uh, that idea as well. I had yeah. a I had a whacked out idea. I was trying to explain this. This was during the World Cup. I said, my terrible idea for uh, for extra time was, um, everybody on the bench has to come in, <laughs> and then okay. and because then the bench the bench depth begins to matter. Who you actually have on there begins to like. Whoa, okay, we weren't planning for this, so it's a good thing we picked this guy and this stri- this extra striker when you probably shouldn't have had an extra striker. For that weird situation that it might happen, because you always have an extra goalie, but it was, a, it was it's a work in progress. The idea, the, the other fascinating,
2: the the other one that I have heard that is would kind of suck in a final, so maybe eliminate it from, from finals only, is that the end of extra time uh, if it's still tied, the higher seed goes through, forces teams to play offensively.
0: If that oh, if that's what actually I, works oh. out, I would like it. If that's if that would get teams. To start going for it early, then yeah, let it happen. But the second it doesn't, I would be like, "Oh, this is ugly." So, but I like it. Isn't it's it, a good. It's a good theory.
2: Yeah, in an ideal world, we'd just play like hockey until guys come home. But it's uh, like you say, there, there's other factors involved. Like, they like swim across Lake Ontario or something because their flight would be missed because of the <laughs> <charter full-time> loss. <laughs> Um
1: just before we go and I know I know you know we can talk about pizza rats and stuff later um, so should but just should they win, they're gonna face you know city light uh, at city field <laughs> <Looking> <laughs> uh, uh, I know, but it's so funny. Um, just 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 general thoughts about that, not predictions just what's your immediate, thought about facing uh NYCFC uh in the next round.
2: I think that there is a 25% chance that they will be in the MLS Cup final. <laughs> if you had to ask me because NYCFC is a good draw for them this this match might be harder than that one. Um now NYCFC can surprise us but uh and i think that the, the tougher match would be atlanta i would think that it would be atlanta then in that case in the final and i would pick you year to go through but uh, yeah it, it, it we could be having a bizarre trip to the final. wouldn't it'd be so weird i would love it for this show alone but uh nonetheless uh, that aside uh yeah they, it's a good draw for them that it, it was that was a good final day because cincinnati helped us a great deal by, uh, I don't know, kicking and falling and playing dead for 40 minutes and getting 11 minutes of stoppage time and still DC couldn't score. That's what I think.
0: Um, I am looking forward to being the, or at least supporting the team that becomes the first team to ever defeat New York City FC in two different baseball stadiums. Uh, I love, like, I mean, the absurdity of it all, I can't, I want to bathe in it. We couldn't play in our regular baseball stadium, so we did the only logical thing, and that's go to the other baseball stadium to play the game. Uh, Venues and logistics aside and all that, this is the most stupidest fucking thing I could ever have come up with if I was trying to write a stupid story about MLS and how stupid it could be. This is exceptionally dumb. Um, uh, and and I, you know what? I hope somehow the field is like, like wide, but like shorter. I like I want, to, I want the configuration to also have its own unique footprint that makes no fucking sense. And that <laughs> FIFA would have to go, okay, this one time, sure. Like, I want that to happen. I want there to be some other kind of like, ugh, this is so gross. Why can't That's they true. go... Why can't you build another? Why can't you actually build a
2: stadium? You bastards. So you want it like that field with the tree in the middle that uh, you always see in the area. <laughs> Please. Oh, that would be so good. Um,
1: for me, I, it's, it's weird. I have. I, I know. I know they've had a good year. Obviously, they're they're at first. They have the bye. Um, they had a great offensive year. Very good defensive year. I have so little, like, impression of them, though. Admittedly, I don't go out of my way to watch them because I don't like them very much, but all, all I know is that they have two very strong attacking players. Um, somehow they have a, a good defense. I don't even know how that happened. Um, so I'm not sure. I, I I will have to think about this more probably next week, uh, we hope. Um one last thing that has nothing to do with future matchups, but because I said on Twitter, I would talk about it on the show very briefly. Um, and Dwayne, you, you you brought this up, and um, Mark, I know you're on board with this, uh, the whole Liam Fraser v. Michael Bradley thing that pissed off everybody, because I, I, I get that TFC fans, and myself included, like Michael Bradley, but there are some very passionate Michael Bradley people out there who somehow, Dwayne, I don't know what your mentions were like, but I might as well have said that Michael Bradley is the worst player ever, and that Liam Fraser could like beat him with one arm tied behind his back, and that we should uh, put Michael Bradley on an ice flow right now. I just don't know. Um, but That's impossible.
0: That's far too many characters.
1: <laughs> but Liam Fraser, like I, I don't understand why TFC fans do not recognize what Liam Frazier did while Michael Bradley was away and out and out injured, and then got sent off into Siberia of the bench or not even the bench. Um, but then stepped into a game against Michael Bradley and outplayed him. And no one is even willing to consider that perhaps, you know, cause Michael Bradley, believe it or not, will not be here forever. It's not going to happen. Sorry. Um,
0: well, Someone no, no. has this, to
1: take he, his place. This is
0: going to be the exception. He is going to play until he's like <laughs> 60, 65. <laughs> um, my,
2: my mentions were much more, there were a lot of people actually that agreed with my original tweet that didn't time to consider this. Uh, no, not the, mine.
1: I didn't get those.
2: Um, yeah, I, I got quite a few likes. Uh, part of it's the afterglow of Tuesday, I, I think. And look, I, I couched my tweet uh, with i understand that we'd be losing a lot on the other side and i'm not saying this is an absolute but it's something to think about um i think the better answer when you to answer this you know my own question would be that if we could resign uh michael bradley to a short-term cam deal and allow him to play a split role with uh, or even i've heard someone actually mentioned even the possibility of uh putting him further back and actually making michael yeah i saw someone mention that i know i'm not mad at that um you know as he slows down because that's his big issue right now is the foot speed and you saw that on canada's goal or the giveaway right like that's him not reacting fast enough part of that's the system too and that's uh, you know that's a discussion for a usmt podcast is what the hell burr doing with that system but but nonetheless he didn't react quickly enough there uh look, this is what I'll say. If you had James on here, he would tell you that they're really high on Liam Fraser. This is a guy that they've kept around for a reason. And they think he's going to be an MLS regular starter uh, very soon. So I anticipate that he will have an advanced or an increased role with the club next year. Um, well, it's whether certainly whether or we're
1: going to be in another Mark Anthony case situation where he goes to another team and flourishes and we all go, all right.
2: It's a bit different with MAK because MAK, even when he was in Louisville, wasn't playing the position that Bob Bradley turned him into. True. Um, that's a situation of a player being reinvented at a relatively late age in his career. And, and when I did actually cover Mark Anthony K at, at TFC three and and back then he was uh he was a winger, he was an out and out attacking winger. Um, they moved him they tried to convert him to a to a fullback and that didn't work out so that's when he released and it was probably the best thing that ever happened to him because it, and he'll say this too that it matured him off the pitch as well anyway, for sure. but uh, but Liam Frazier will be part of this club next year whether I I think they both will be I think they will resign Bradley for a for a short-term deal but yeah they they are definitely assuming that he's going to take over and I think that the time has come next year for TFC to really lean in with around Puzuelo and build around that piece of talent that they have here. They have Puzuelo there. You've got Gonzalez for a couple more years as a solidifying force at the back. If you can add a piece, an attacking piece to supplement Josie, you, you're, you can be back in the conversation for, for a shield again. I think if you can do that, right. But I don't well. think you can build a team with Bradley still in a DP contract.
1: Agreed. Uh, um so depending on how things go this weekend, uh Dwayne, we we might talk about this next week. So um
2: Yes, fair enough.
1: All right. All right. Well let's uh let's end it there. Um and because uh, yeah, somehow this show is almost as long as all of our other shows. Uh and we had three topics and three people. Dear gods. Okay. Um
0: thank I you. Uh
1: we really do thank you everyone for uh for listening into this show uh oh thank you to hello to new patrons um including my dad thanks dad you don't (laughs) listen to this you don't listen to the show but thank you he doesn't listen at all but he's giving us money which i love um so i have
0: Knowles. yeah there that works
1: um join us next week when we look back at well, whatever the hell happens this weekend for TFC and the rest of MLS, we'll talk the end of the PL season and look ahead to the, the glorious KPL finals um, and more. So I have been joined by, uh, as always, uh, at Mark with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinckley.
0: Just a reminder to catch Soccer Today, Monday to Friday. That's <laughs> 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. in Accra, 8.30 p.m. in Mumbai. Thank you. Dwayne, you know I've got your back. I try to slip this in whenever I figure I feel as soon as we mention your name either, you know, honorably or, you know, comedically, I'm like, "No, he's going to get a shout out and a plug because that's the least we could do for such a good dude, good dude." So, you know, it's for you, it's for you, bro. Mercy. Uh... Mercy.
1: Uh, as, as, as yes, we have been joined by unabashed TFC uh, enthusiast uh, from Soccer Today on the Sports Podcasting Network
2: at the 24th minute on the Twitter is Mr. Dwayne Rollins. Mm, I'm uh, glad to be here as always in my living room with a small dog trying to eat my computer.
0: <laughs> it's actually <laughs> Whereas in true
1: computer. podcasting fashion, Imaginary. my cat is nowhere to be seen. She has gone into hiding. She, she knows, the knows the when we're. She does. She knows her role. She's not allowed to be around when we podcast, I guess. I don't know shoop is. Shoop-de-doop gets it. <laughs> it's Shinari.
0: Shoop-de-doop gets it. It's fine.
1: Uh, anyway, as for me, you can find me on the internet. Yes, the entire internet at KZ Knowles. I've been your host, Krista Knowles. And until next week, Canada, get used to it.
2: For goodness.